Click, click, boom. Okay, I'm recording now, so uh, be really self-conscious from this point on about everything you say. Wait, let, let's do the three, two, one thing again while we're recording, just in case. Uh, okay, yeah, but I can't clap, so we'll just have to go three, two, Why one, and then scream. Did, they, did you lose sensation in your limbs? I have terrible carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, from all that coding. From being a code bro, man. I can't take my hands off the keyboard for a second. And I got hollow bones because of the gamer fuel. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll clap. Three, Three two, two, one. one. <laughs> oh, fuck you. We have to do it in like a rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, what's our rhythm? <laughs> it's not. It's like every. It's like every. It's not one quarter note, two eighth notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? Three, Ready? Two. Three, two, one. I think we're good. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blastro Podcast presents Muffed Movies. Hey, real quick. <laughs> real quick, I want to read an advertisement. Oh, you can, boy, you can help me with this because Cards Against Humanity loves to fuck around. Oh, is, is it a Cards Against Humanity? No, it's for Lagunitas, but it's through Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Oh, okay. Can we... What? Can we actually record this because I'm actually currently drinking a Victory Sour Monkey? I don't even know what that is. I saw Lagunitas on the shelf earlier, and I do buy it a lot, but I was like, that not today with that fucking bullshit. You know what? It kind of makes me sad. My girlfriend and I were at the gym not an hour ago. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, we got to hurry home. Like, got to get this stuff set up. And I was like, oh, I want to buy some beer before recording. And there was no time. Oh, no, you didn't have to rush. So I don't know how I'm going to be funny. Uh, Yeah. You know? Well, you're going to. The thing is, you're going to be just as unfunny as we always are. But you're just not going to. You're just going to know it in the moment. You can be terribly cruel, Andy. (laughs) Okay, let me read this shit, okay? Okay, here we go. Okay, and then you do something funny at the end. Uh, Waka waka! Good, good. Save that for the fight. Okay, okay, here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company. This is bad type. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm going to read it as written. You you stopped on the word come. (laughs) That's usually the signal for the end. Which, if that's what the copy says, I, you're right that it's it's not <laughs> it's not a great market copy. Lagunitas demands that you come this winter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. This episode <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. <gasps> this episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas <laughs> <laughs> Beer Sanctuary. <laughs> I'm not sure how much we're allowed to be to goof about the actual content of the ad. We've, Mr. Hammond, we found a way to save them all. We're good. There's an island. If you shake a, an IPA, you change its sex. Okay. <coughs> Here we go. <clears throat> this, ep- this episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays. Mm? Come for fresh beer, live (laughs) music. It does say come. (laughs) Yeah, you've said it. You've said it enough times (laughs) that I can't stop hearing it. 
<laughs> okay, here we go. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Bring your group and a hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the login. <laughs> Swing by the login. Mr. Swing IPA, by the... where'd you come from? <laughs> from, <laughs> from your beer. Swing that's by the login. That's what the tour is. <laughs> I wish. Okay. <clears throat> Dr. Grant can't stand it. He's like, when do we get to see the hops? <laughs> Wait a minute. All of these are (laughs) single malt beverages? Uh, Yes. (laughs) They need an extra hormone to become (laughs) uh, IPAs, and we simply deny them that. It would be great if we knew more about brewing. I only know IPA and sour. (coughs) I only know half of Eisen. I think we would be a thousand percent more boring if we knew anything more about brewing than we do, though. That's true. I already the only thing I know about is Dungeons and Dragons, and I won't shut the fuck up about that. So this is how we brew it. <laughs> okay, let's start again. Three, two, okay. one. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, eleven a.m. to nine p.m. Bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen or find some near you at Lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Life is uncertain. Andy, say something funny. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Everything that I thought would be funny was so horrendously inappropriate. Here's the <laughs> thought that was actually going through my head is, is like, at some point I should jump in and say, Adolf Hitler was misunderstood. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing, Lagunitas. All of this bullshit is going to be your ad. Good. Thanks. Thanks a fucking lot, Lagunitas. I actually, <laughs> I have drunk more uh, Lagunitas than probably any other beer brand. And wow. yet I can't stop myself from just still shitting all over their ad, apparently, when you're reading it. I mean, it's fun to shit on things. Yeah. Lagunitas, I like that little something something, even though it's very difficult to order. Do you know? I, f- I feel like a sex pervert when I uh, buy that because there's a picture of like a pinup girl. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's down here. It's in North Carolina all over the place. I thought it was more local than it apparently is, but you can get yeah. Lagunitas at like any bar down here. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but I never okay. order it because I'm too busy ordering a sweet tea because it's a, a so hot I got a powerful thirst. Well, wait a minute. Save that for your intro because <laughs> we're we're going to talk about how you sound different because you're down Ooh, in windy. the Carolinas. Windy. Here we are at the Overlook Hotel. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think you, <laughs> and there we go. It's like when you improvise, you have like one of four like um slotted holes and around each hole there's like a slight indentation in the ground and so you're walking you're like okay i don't know where we're headed sure and Mm -hmm. that like if you take a step just a little bit too far in the right you're going down that hole of the the old southern gentleman oh yeah certainly (laughs) i run this dungeons and dragons run club where i have to play like multiple different characters in the course of whatever like 45 minutes or an hour and there will never be a time when 
there is ever an evil wizard or an undead thing or whatever, and they don't always end up having a voice <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's like whatever interesting voice they start out with, they it always just at the end ends up being like this. The Serpent King. The Serpent <clears throat> King. Or the necromancer or whatever. Yeah, the thing I love about that character is the way he laughs is always ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like the words H-A, H-A, H-A. That's how he laughs. He's yep. never like, hey, hey, hey. he's like, ha, ha, ha. I've got you now, Maverick. <laughs> you described it one time as all of our episodes are done by like a small town community theater that only like six people belong to. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's an apt description. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and while it sounds like I am shitting on your character work, I like your character work, and I, Thanks, enjoy, I enjoy those characters. That's why we revisit them time and time again. No, I will. Uh, I take no offense from it because I fully agree. Okay, now that we're in a stage of full agreement, <clears throat> here we go. Let's begin I'm the show. Fully, I'm fully agreeable right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I got a big old agreement going on down here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies. I'm your host, Mark Soloff. And I'm your host, Andy North. And welcome, oh, welcome back, I should say. Guys, it's been like one episode of Blaster Podcast, <laughs> and, uh, and we're back on the Muff train. <laughs> I think it should show where my interests lie now, but <laughs> the show is still officially Blaster Podcast. Uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier to be back on that old muff train. When is this? What time? I know. Obviously, I know when this episode is coming out. Uh, but why don't you say it for the listeners? What time of year it is right now? Okay. Currently, at time of recording, it is January uh, 2019. And uh, the, the whole United States is suffering from a cold snap, which is very appropriate for the thing we're about to muff. Oh, are you suffering from a cold snap, Mark Solar? Yeah, Andy, it's in the single digits here in Chicago. Why are you... Ooh, did you have to put an extra uh, silk scarf on over your seersucker suit because there was a chill breeze outside? Andy, you're talking like someone from a different place than Chicago. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Does my voice sound different because of the humidity? I'm out here on my front porch waving myself with a oversized fan trying to keep the flies away from my sarsaparilla wait a minute andy yeah i'm living down south now baby did you move to ecuador no (laughs) well you said all the famous ecuadorian stereotypes (laughs) i was doing that famous ecuadorian uh bugs money character yeah you know those ecuadorian mark twain characters (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) No, I'm a southerner now. You Yankees. I'm sorry that you're having a tough time up there, but down here, baby, it was 50 degrees out today. 50? I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, so Damn. it was negative 19 degrees in Chicago today. Um, That's incorrect, but it will soon be that cold. Was it let not me that just, bad? Let me just nitpick over a podcast that's coming out in the future. Like, people give a shit about yeah, I absolutely the weather. Love this. I love having this conversation in real life with boring people, but it's even better when it's being recorded <laughs> and shared on our comedy podcast. Yeah. Speaking about Cher, she was popular in the 80s. And you know what came before the 80s? The 1970s. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm following you. I don't know where an, we're going. An era in which... Hotels were really tacky looking, 
and Jack Nicholson was still slim and apparently important. The so it's a little. I feel like I'm gonna do great on today's episode because I have read all of Stephen King's books. Mm-hmm. I've well, seen, wait, seen this movie a couple. Of, uh, yeah, he's an author. <laughs> I thought they just made movies about his adventures. No, I'm gonna do like a pop-up video version of this movie where I introduce interesting Stephen King facts the whole time. Like, do you know oh. that he that he hates the movie? I was aware that he was disappointed. Yeah, I finally read the book for the first time this year, and. Let me tell you something about Stephen King. He hates the movie because he says Jack Nicholson is like crazy from the beginning. And he's like, the book is about a good man who becomes crazy because there's a haunted hotel. Yeah. And then I read the book and fucking Jack Torrance breaks his own kid's arm in like the first 10 pages. <laughs> yeah. And like feels a little bit guilty about it, but like <coughs> not nearly guilty enough. And so it's interesting. I feel like it's a glimpse into the mind of old S. King, who I do love, where he's like, sure, we all make mistakes, and everybody breaks a kid's arm or two, but (laughs) Jack Nicholson, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I've noticed, I've been listening to a ton of Stephen King audiobooks, and I've noticed almost all of his protagonists are writers who have had struggles with alcohol in their lives. Yes. He has infinite patience for alcoholic writers and has less patience for women or black people who don't speak in an outdated patois. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stephen, <laughs> King, Stephen King's treatment of black people is very problematic. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Inclu- my goodness. Including a line in this movie, tonight's movie, which we are going to muff, which mm-hmm. we will not repeat. That's that's unnecessarily used to describe a chef who's on his way. Uh, and it, it, it's just totally this unnecessary slur. slur well, uh, I'm drunk. I think <laughs> I think it was funny. Son, too. get over here. Let me break your arm. <laughs> Take your medicine. I'm a good man. Who would... Hotel is going to turn into a bad person. <laughs> Hotels are scary. Uh, that's why at Hotels.com... <laughs> We'll reimburse you for all your son's broken bones. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. You're living in the South. It's cold in Chicago. Yeah. It's only going to get colder. And tonight, dear listener, dim your lights. Get ready for the spookiest, ookiest experience you've ever had on Muffed Movies. Because we've never done a horror movie before. (laughs) Tonight, Muffed Movies Theater presents Stephen King's book as misinterpreted by Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) As butchered by Stanley Kubrick in a spooky way. As (laughs) re-misinterpreted by Jack Nicholson. Stephen King's intentions as an artist wander into a a a haunted hotel only to be butchered by Stanley Kubrick and Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Smash cut. (laughs) Muff Movies is a parody podcast where we celebrate film through parody. Smash cut. We've only done this. How many times have we done this now? A billion? I forgot the format. <laughs> he forgot the format. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, three, Here's two. what I noticed. In any given circumstance, especially job interviews um, or police interrogations, if you're in trouble and you need to vamp, just sing your thoughts to the tune of this is how we do it <laughs> and all will be forgiven now this is something you've noticed uh helps like this is good advice yeah that's how i got cast in that um beatles tribute band <laughs> stage show in vegas the Beatles. <laughs> beats the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Blue Man Group, but you're just on stage with a bunch of raw meat, slapping yeah. it with mallets. Yeah, and all the meat has, like, shag haircuts. Yep, everybody is wearing uh, tarps, <clears throat> but they're Ooh, very upset. I'm Ed Sullivan, and, uh, whoa, that's a lot of young meat on the stage. Oh, <laughs> hey, botulism. That's a deep cut. That's a uh, That's like a Stephen King-style reference. Ooh, yes, cowboys and Ed Sullivan references. Welcome to the horrifying world of Stephen King. This is how we do it. <laughs> it is funny. There's a little pop-up thing about Stephen King, too. If you ever read any of his books, he'll be writing a book in, like, 2015, 2016, and he'll have, like, a teen character. But, like, that teen will still be thinking about, like, the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> or, like, making references. To, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. And it's like, Stephen King, have you not watched television since, like, you were growing up? Can you, no. like, literally not pull any, like, friends even? He's like, yeah, all of a sudden, Frankie, the 12-year-old, started thinking about uh, Green Acres again. Here's an interesting thing for you. Mm. Uh, have you seen the television show Hannibal? I have not. Oh, which is strange for all the Silence of the Lambs work you've done on this show. Well, um, yeah, I, I, got, I inhabited that character very well, but it just comes from a place of truth. Not from exhaustively watching trash media. That's true. You do got kind of got to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, in Hannibal, there's an actor. I think his name is Raul Esparza. And he plays the unctuous Dr. Chiltron. Mm-hmm. Ch- Chilton. I always want to call him Chiltron. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got a copy of the audiobook of Under the Dome by Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Where, where Raul Esparza is the narrator. And there's a line where a teenager gives his mother a look that is described as a mother please look and uh it's like stephen king is saying like oh please you know give me a break Mm -hmm. the the way raul esparza interprets it and says it is like mother please (laughs) (laughs) oh dr chiltron dr chiltron (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> break, break dancing you off the stage. Mm, mother, please. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. With mm, those ki- Kiss the cook. <laughs> the cook's busy. Kiss me instead. Mm. Gu- guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I am wearing an apron, officer. <laughs> I like how um, Burke, in our uh, previous Muff movies, Aliens, became... The Dr. Chilton archetype. Yeah, it was because I think, again, because you described him as something approaching <laughs> unctuous, and that set my mind into a different track. Yeah. Oh, wow. Behind the scenes of muffed movies. You lucky listeners. <laughs> wow. I bet you're sitting here being like, I wish these guys would just <coughs> talk forever about their process. I mean, I'm, you know what? You know what? I'm actually interested when shows that I like talk about 
how the sausage is made. No, I know. I agree. And I like legit have no idea what <laughs> this is going to sound insulting, but I have no idea what people like about this. Maybe they just maybe they just like uh, our uh, 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 big penises. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I saved you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's Chicago Improv. Thanks for pulling me out of this quicksand with your big penis. Wait, we do it together. Andy, clasp my hand. Three, two, together. one. Fuck everything. Andy, we can't do this if we're in different rooms. That's what I'm wondering. Is there a lag where you can't quite hear when I come in? Get it? I know you're outside. Do you want to do it and I'll do the crawl? Yeah. Three, two, one. Wait, 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 wait. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Have you watched The Shining movie? Yeah. Okay, good. Because sometimes you don't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like my tiny notes are not as explicit as they could be. Let's clarify something, you piece of shit, before you throw me under the bus in front of my audience. No, I was going to cut that part. <laughs> uh, Honest. Uh, I, we, I've never gone into this not having watched the movie, period. <laughs> it just may have been 15 years in the past. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I watched that once 15 years ago. Which I thought was the conceit of the show. No, you made that happen. <laughs> you said <laughs> we were re- re- repeating movies from memory. You got me on a technicality. I did. It a wasn't technicality like... Technicality that means I never have to do any work. Right. It wasn't <laughs> like we take one man who's done a lot of research on the movie and another guy who doesn't even know the movie. <laughs> And they have to retell the whole story. It's a classic snobs versus slobs, the fish out of water comedy that everybody enjoys. It's one of those kicking and screaming marriage romantic comedy films. I'm like that guy that had to uh, pretend to be an Apple executive on uh, national television. You remember that? That was a good time. No, I don't work in coding yet, so I don't know about all of this. This was a couple of years back. If you haven't seen that audience, and if Mark doesn't cut this out, look that video up. It's pretty good. This guy was just wandering around in, I think he was there to interview for like a job as a janitor or something at uh, the uh, this news headquarters and was sitting and they came in and were like, oh, are you such and such? And he was like, mm-hmm, like mishearing them. And they took him in and like got him ready and started interviewing him because they thought he was a an executive <laughs> from Apple that was there to be interviewed on uh, the news. And he just like faked his way through it because he's like, oh, I don't want to embarrass these guys. He's like the best person I've ever met in my life. Wow. This is a real like uh, the government inspector play where some rube is considered this very important figure and everyone like kowtows to him. And he's like, well, I guess I'll just do this. <laughs> yep. It's just you... uh, it's The Foreigner by Larry Shue. Oh, I thought that was a sex position. That's the way it is the way I do it. (laughs) Because they're always like, you're not my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of mistaken identity. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call the Carolina flim flam. The Shining. 
It is a time of 1970s destitution for the down-on-their-luck family of the Torrances. Jack Torrance, the former English teacher father, a uh, sometime playwright, needs a job desperately to fund his family, stay-at-home mom Wendy, and the psychically sensitive boy, Danny. Jack heads to a job interview, but will he make it, or will he wind up not getting the job? Smash wipe to a helicopter shot. The mountains of... Is it Colorado, bro? Where, um... Uh, yeah, Colorado. The mountains of Colorado, we see a yellow Volkswagen Beetle, which seems unsuited for this rugged... <laughs> Hello? Hey! <laughs> hey, get out of the way, you piece of shit! <laughs> But I was, it's, uh, yeah, I gotta, get, I gotta get all this kindling up the mountain uh, to the hotel. It gets awful cold here in the winters, don't you know? Move and out I, of the way, man! I gotta get to the Overlook Hotel with my pregnant wife and son. Oh, you must be that newcomer seeking a job at the Overlook. Don't mind me; I'm just the lumber conductor driving my tr- train on the country road. You're giving yourself airs, man. You're just a the uh, wood jockey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the heartbroken uh, <laughs> uh, pulp technician pulls his truck forward and continues through the winding Colorado mountain roads as the beetle pulls off into an imposing, uh, some, some might say menacing, gigantic hotel overlooking the mountain pass the mountain pass yes <laughs> all sorts of spooky synth trombone music accompanies the long journey of the vw beetle and you it have comes synth trombone uh, down, written down here as a note what is a synth trombone um it, so it took me like a long time to try to precisely figure out what that was there's like spooky music as Jack Nicholson is driving the VW Beetle up the long, winding Colorado mountain road. Mm. And it's like, and it's absolutely a synthesized instrument, but I think it's supposed to sound like a brass instrument. I wanted to go with synth oboe, but I don't think it's an oboe. And if it's brass, I think that it's higher than a tuba, but lower. Send it bass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. This message brought to you by Lagunitas. <laughs> Life is inscrutable. Don't sip. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I was like, well, okay, split the difference between Trumby and uh, Tubi. That's, oops, split the difference between trumpet and tuba, and that's a trombone. That's fine. It's just a trombone always makes me think of like a <laughs> So when you say synth trombone, it makes me think of that, but like 80s style. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I have no clue. Uh, sharp-eared listeners, if you know what that synth instrument is. Elves? In the be- Elves aren't an instrument, Andy. I've tried to tell you this You said sharp-eared times. listeners. Yeah. Do you get it? 
Yeah, I do. Do we got fucking that- Legolas over here listening to the podcast? If you're Legolas, so right in. <laughs> Tell me how you shoot all those arrows so fast. <laughs> Get at me, Legolas. Okay. <laughs> Smash White. The <laughs> lobby of the Overlook Hotel. We see a gigantic title in white that says, The Interview. In case you didn't know that this interview scene was about to take place. <laughs> if there's one thing that... Uh, What's his name who directed this? Stanley Kubrick. There's one thing Stanley Kubrick likes. It's taking shortcuts. So he just says, this is a job interview, and then doesn't bother to do any set dressing. Or uh, he's like, uh, just pretend like there's a job interview happening here. Um, I think Kubrick was trained in the silent movie era. So he's like, we need title cards to say, like, a chase ensues. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, so we got to do this classy like uh, Stanley Kubrick did. Okay. Hey there, tits. My name's Jack Torrance, and I'm here for a job interview. Why don't you just show me to the manager's office at the Overlook Hotel, says the, (laughs) like, like devilishly grinning Jack Nicholson, who's being, like, weirdly, like, we're we're conspiratorial. We're both in on the same joke here, like devilish grin to everyone in his vicinity. Right, like Jack Nicholson has never uh, has always played and always will play. You know what? Honestly, the, like I don't watch a ton of Nicholson. The only roles I really remember him in are in Batman and in uh, the Witches of Eastwick, mm-hmm. and. Basically, he's doing that same shit there too. Yeah. For some reason, for some reason, I thought he could be normal. No, he really can't. And it's funny watch because I was like watching the Witches of Eastwick, the Broadway musical. Did you know they made into a musical? Hello. And the dude who plays the devil in it is doing like a Jack Nicholson impression. It is like he also is buying into the fact that it's like, oh yeah, this character is like Jack Nicholson. Just like uh, Jack Nicholson did, who he's like, I'm not going to play somebody else. Are you kidding me? I'm the devil. I'm Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, like, I am the devil, so <laughs> I'm just going to phone this one in. Ah, yes, Mr. Torrance, come in. We're so pleased that you could join us here at the Overlook Hotel. <clears throat> well, uh, as you know, is it uh, Mr. Ullman, manager? That's me, the old man, Mr. Ullman, is what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, it doesn't stop me from uh, having my way with whichever of the household maids. I think we're both <clears throat> gentlemen of the world, Mr. Torrance. Uh, I think I catch your drift, sir. Jack Nicholson says, winking like nonstop at Mr. Ullman. <laughs> Mr. Ullman winks back, and then his eye uh, <laughs> sticks for a moment as he tries to reopen it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Flash cut to the Torrance family kitchen. Back down at a regular altitude, we see Wendy Torrance, Jack's wife and the mother of their son, Danny Torrance, Wendy is that lady who played olive oil in the live-action Popeye movie with Robin Williams? I think more people would know Shelley Duvall from Fairytale Theater Mark. I don't know what Fairytale Theater Mark is. Do you not? No. Hi, I'm Shelley Duvall. Tonight, Robin Williams plays the Frog Prince. 
<laughs> rip it, rip it. <laughs> it was it was this really weird show where like uh, very popular eighties and nineties actors would recreate uh, like fairy tales. It's crazy. You should go back and watch it. I feel like a lot of people probably saw fairy tale theater. So here's the deal with I guess Shelley Duvall, aka Wendy Torrance, but I feel like this is just the person. And I might be absolutely wrong because I've never seen her in anything else other than as uh, olive oil. Mm-hmm. She's like a a very kind-hearted, optimistic, low-intelligence person who is just like thrown into the like maelstrom of life's troubles and torments and cannot escape. You mean the uh, like the character that she tends to play? I I don't know. It's I just see. Wendy Torrance, and I assume she is the same as Shelley Duvall. I think, if it's not unkind to say, I think that when that Shelley Duvall tends to play, tends to do the same thing that Jack Nicholson does, where she t- kind of plays the same character in everything that she's in. However, mm-hmm. the person that Shelley Duvall chose to play is much less likable than the person that uh, that Jack Nicholson tends to play. That's you know that's. That's rough because I think Jack Nicholson is charming, but also like fundamentally unlikable. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, so let me take that back entirely. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> you're like, I want to be like Jack. <laughs> I, I don't want to be low status like Wendy. Yeah, Wendy Torrance doesn't get what she wants. Problem with that fucking bitch Shelly Duvall is she don't Jesus. know how to world works, <laughs> says Danny. All right, let me take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, enough about uh, Shelley Duvall talk. That's a separate podcast. Shelley Duvall Uh, was in uh, Fairy Tale Theater, which you've probably seen. Not me. (laughs) Well, I I was born in 1998. Uh, No, I'm young. I'm young and fresh and cool. I know about things. Listeners who had basic cable growing up will have seen Shelley Duvall in every episode, playing a different character. In uh, fairy tale theater. Oh. A wink. Let me share that with you guys. People that grew up in the ni- only '90s kids will understand Shelley Duvall. Yeah, only BK Kids Club kids will understand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of this shit. Danny uh, is just like a weird little quiet, intense young man. He's eating breakfast, and he turns to his mother, Mom. Are we really going to live in a hotel for the whole winter? Yeah, champ. Won't that be fun? Yeah, I guess. Oh, wait a minute. Danny, are you not excited to go live in a big hotel that we'll have all to ourselves for the for the whole winter? Well, there aren't any other kids there, and there's a finite amount of children's literature that I'll have at my disposal. And Danny. Also, also, you know who thinks it's a bad idea. Tony, why do you not want to go up and live in the in the mountains of Colorado for the weekend? Danny crooks his index finger and wiggles it as though it's some sort of proxy speaker and speaks like a real fucking creep to his mother as quote unquote Tony. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to live in a fucking hotel all winter, bada boosh. <laughs> Tony, now watch your language. We don't allow that at the breakfast table. Ah. 
<laughs> Danny pulls out a tiny cigarette <laughs> and, pl- and places it against his uh, fingerprint. That's Tony, are you sure there's going to be a, probably a lot of old broken pipes and machinery for you to get your hands dirty fixing yeah, them? Yeah, speaking of old p- pipes and machinery, I think I got to go to the proctologist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we finish our breakfast and then we can uh, talk about Two it Two steaks. <laughs> Two steaks for Tony. <laughs> How about a bowl of Cheerios for Tony? How about a fucking highball? <laughs> Don't you fucking mouth back to me, you piece of ah! shit. <laughs> Smash wipe. <laughs> Mr. Ullman's office. Uh, so as you can see, this is my collection of dust. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I'm wondering, Mr. Ullman, if we can get down to brass tacks, nuts and bolts here, as intriguing as this collection of dust is. Oh, okay. Mr. Ullman shuffles across the room, pulls out an ornate drawer, and shows Jack all of his brass tacks. (laughs) He pulls open another one filled with nuts and bolts. Pretty exciting, no? I think perhaps there's been an amusing miscommunication here, Mr. Ullman. Uh, Miscommunication, you get in here! (laughs) Yeah, what do you want? I'll tell you a secret, Mr. Torrance. She's the only one whose bottom I don't try to grab. <laughs> Am I needed in here or what? <laughs> I was over here cataloging the moth eggs and sneaking half of them in my mouth as snacks. Oh, boy. No, you're released for the winter. All right, I'm just going to fly out this window like a bat. Miscommunication <laughs> unfurls her beautiful butterfly wings and ascends. Oh, shit like that's happening all the time in this hotel. Jeez Louise, Mr. Roman, it seems like you need a man here of staunch character in order to put up with all the goings on. That is exactly what we are looking for, uh, Mr. Torrance. Now, if I could, I'd like to outline the duties of your job. Um, As you know, Colorado gets cold, and the Overlook Hotel uh, seems to get colder than anywhere else in the continental U.S., Um, it's a giant sort of ice pentagram forms on the campus. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, so we need a uh, groundskeeper to prevent old Mother Winter from squeezing the hotel beneath her hoary tits. Yeah, now the guy that put me (laughs) onto this job... The guy that put me onto this job said that there was a recent vacancy uh, due to the uh, early retirement of the previous groundskeeper. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ullman tugs at his collar. <clears throat> Funny story, that. Um, well, uh, maybe I should just uh, act it out for you with these uh, hand puppets. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it'll make the medicine go down a bit easier. <laughs> We see Mr. Ullman, incredibly dexterous with his hands for a man of his years, uh, bring out a puppet of Grady, the old groundskeeper, his bald puppet pate shining in the window's glare. Grady clutches his head as though it is filled with awful thoughts. He looks his dead puppet eyes at the small puppet family, the two identical twin daughters, and the mother, and he pulls out a felt axe. Oh, no! (laughs) 
<laughs> Omen sweats. Tiny grunts escape from his flapping lips as he maneuvers his fingers into ever-increasing and more complex patterns. This ballet of betrayal and death <laughs> as the Grady puppet uh, chases down and axes each of his progeny unto death <laughs> the tiny grady puppet takes out like a perfect scale model of a shotgun at one one hundredth uh, scale puts it in his tiny puppet mouth and pulls the trigger blowing the end of almond's thumb off oh! <laughs> uh. <laughs> jack jack torrance <laughs> who noticed a, a small and uncomfortably close to his crotch ink stain has been just staring right down there trying to scrape it out <laughs> finally turns back to Mr. Ullman uh, what was that what happened exactly uh, no matter uh, just working through some, some things of my own I suppose anyway just, we're just workshopping at this stage <laughs> Look at my Patreon. Um, <laughs> for ten dollars a month, you get a, a, a finger puppet of your own to star in any of my uh, stories, Mister Torrance. Yeah, enough of this fairy tale theater, <laughs> Mister Olman. Be straight with me. Do I got the job or not? The pay is uh, twenty dollars a day in nineteen seventies money. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not ink in my pants anymore. It's money. <laughs> Smash what? <laughs> that statement is unexplained and is one of the great mysteries of The Shining film. And one of the great mysteries of Muff movies. <laughs> Interior, the Torrance House's bathroom. Danny stands looking into the mirror, looking at his little bowl-cut boy's face. Uh, after a moment, he holds up his finger to speak to his old pal, Tony. Tony, why don't you want to live in the Overlook Hotel? I don't really feel like talking about it to you there, Big D. I, uh, I got a reason or two to keep hush-hush about it. How can you have secrets from me? You live inside my mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. All right, look... <laughs> <clears throat> Hold my feet to the fire over this fucking... <laughs> we are Look. one flesh as man and wife. <laughs> Wait. Richard Dreyfus, what are you doing in the bathtub? <laughs> You'll never catch me. We all float down here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dreyfus pulls the plug and swirls down the open drain, making eye contact with Danny the whole time. Um, anyway, <laughs> t anyway, Tony, uh, you were saying that you're finally willing to uh, explain to me why you don't want us to go to the Overlook after some tacit resistance? Yeah, but gosh, you know I ain't good with voids. How about I just shows you? Uh, come over here, kid. Maybe better I could just show you. <laughs> Tony uh, guides Danny's eyes into the toilet and flushes it. As no, the swirling not again, water... Tony. <laughs> no, no, kid, this is going to be a different thing. Look, as the swirling oh. waters hypnotize Danny into a lulled state. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly, Danny has a vision from later in the movie of elevators opening up and rich, iron-filled blood fortifies the entire lobby of a hotel as it spills like a river out of the elevator doors danny sees his own face acting like it's screaming i mean what are you gonna do he's like a five-year-old actor <laughs> yeah he's not very good hey kid kid 
Ah! Danny's on the floor. What is it, Tony, before I lose consciousness? <laughs> well, what is this? Uh, the fourth Thursday of the month when my ex-wife is home. Hey! <laughs> Smash cut. <guy. laughs> <laughs> Worth it.